welcome to the Rise Podcast. Rise above your fears, rise above your challenges, rise above the unexpected. You have come here today to listen to leaders and everyday people from around the world talk on health, love, life, spirituality, business, and the planet. By listening to stories of others transcending their challenges, it expands your knowing to see and hear that you have the capacity to access the same resources and internal energy so you can rise into a state that will serve your abundance, flow, and harmony. I am your host, Amy Redans. Together, let's find a new way to get things done. Together, let's find a new way to be. Together, let's rise. So I was sitting in meditation in January this year when I received an intuitive message and I know that it was an intuitive message because there was no emotion attached to it. There was no fear, there was no yeah, no emotion. So that message was that I had cancer. And as the day went on, the reason behind why this cancer had come into my body became clearer and clearer. And so I shared with my partner, Chris, about this new knowing that I had cancer and he was a little bit shocked. He started saying things like, oh, don't say that, you're going to manifest you've actually got cancer. And as time went on over the next couple of days, I started to get more messages. See, I had an understanding of where this cancer came from. So about five years ago, I went through a point in my time, which I will call a quite a dark period. And I had experienced quite a bit of trauma in a short period of time. So in 2016, I had been working in Melbourne, um, running a, a major event there. Um, at the time was living away from Chris. So we were living apart. We were in different states. And the toll on the long hours of work, the living apart, ended up resulting in us breaking up. It was a difficult time for me. The events that led up to our breakup created a lot of heartbreak for me. And so this was ended up being two weeks before um, this major event was running in Melbourne. And at this major event, um, we were bringing together a lot of major speakers, um, including Ida Buttrose, Michelle Bridges, Lola Berry. We had about, we've been about 20 to 30 speakers that we were bringing together on this day and had sold hundreds and hundreds of tickets. It ended up that this event, um, Melbourne Weather put on a show. This event was outdoors and it was an absolute shit show, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, we ended up having to cancel the event midway because the storm that was coming through, the winds were so strong that it 
ended up being um, a safety issue. And so we had to evacuate the event. From this event, I ended up having numerous threats, legal threats coming my way from attendees, from vendors, from businesses that were involved and from friends of mine that I had let down, there was a lot of built up shame and guilt that I was carrying from this period in my life. I had over a eight week period, I had gone through a lot of shame and I, and I hid There was a lot of heartbreak and hiding. I didn't feel good enough as a business owner. I didn't feel good enough as a partner. I didn't feel good enough as a business partner. And I felt I had let so many people down. And so my intuitive message in January this year was that all of that heartbreak during that time has been stored in my body and has mutated into a cancer. And so for those who know and follow the work of Louise Hay, you would understand that so many of our emotions are transmuted into sickness and disease, right? And it makes sense for those who understand, and so much of society does understand that stress so often equals sickness, right? And so if we can comprehend that stress equals sickness, it should be easy for us to also understand that other intense emotions also transmute transmute into sickness as well. And so this is all the work of Louise Hay. So if you actually look up what the emotions are behind cancer, Louise Hay talks about cancer being deep hurt, long-standing resentment, deep secrets of grief that are eating away at yourself and carrying hatreds, and which resonates, totally resonates with what I went through at that period of my time and that had been stored away in my body over the last five, almost five years. And so what came to me in my meditation early this year was a story or incident that happened just before I went through this tumultuous time. So my event manager at the time in Melbourne told me a story and showed me some pictures of what she had gone through recently. So she had suspected that she had skin cancer And she was at a friend's house and applied a product called Black Salve onto her skin cancer. And for those that don't know, when you apply a product called, this product called Black Salve onto cancer in general, what happens is it starts to react. It starts to draw the cancer out of your body. If Black Salve touches cells that aren't cancerous, nothing happens. And so she began to tell me this story of applying this black salve, um, it's starting to react, and then how over a number of days or weeks, I can't remember the details right now, but this cancer started to come out of her body, out of her back, it was positioned on her back, and it got bigger and bigger. And she mentioned how she there was a period where she was lying in her bed and she was in so much 
physical and emotional pain. She was crying. She was releasing. She felt like she was having this this death of her soul that she was going through so much physical and emotional pain. And then she showed me within 24 hours, this cancer, this like nodule of cancer fell out. And she showed me the picture and she had this hole in her back the size of about a 50 cent piece. And within days, it just healed and she healed and recovered from it so quickly. So this story immediately came back to my mind in January that I needed to source some black salve. And it's interesting what happens with the universe when you're working within the universe and the universal laws. Within a week or so, I was speaking to one of my holistic practitioners that I work with and she so happened to have some black salve that she sent to me. And so when it arrived, I was suspicious of a few moles that I had. Two were over my heart that I was suspicious of and I intuitively was drawn to because I knew that I was dealing with heartache and pain from that period of my life and one was on my back. So I applied the black salve to these three moles, covered them with band-aids and went to bed. 24 hours after applying them, I took off these band-aids and wiped off the black salve and noticed one of them had started to react. So a red ring started to appear around one of the black salve, uh, around one of the moles which was the one on my left breast over my heart. And so I was so excited. I was actually really excited. And it was interesting, you know, leading up to this point of applying the black salve, I kept saying to Chris, um, oh, the black salve is coming. Um, I really do think I've got cancer. And he kept saying, like, stop saying that. You're going to manifest it. You're going to bring it to reality. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I'm excited. I'm actually excited because I know that me having this cancer and the process of releasing this cancer is actually releasing my emotions and releasing what is stored within me. You know, it's so interesting that our society has so many triggers around cancer. And I understand it comes from our fears around death and our fears around uncertainty. Um, and that's what was coming up for Chris at this point in time. That was his fear that was coming up for him. But for me, I had this knowing that I was going to be okay and this knowing that this is how I needed to let go of what was stored inside of me, which would enable my cancer to be healed. So going back to when the cancer started to um, react, when it started to react with the black salve, it took about a week and I'm, I will share on my social media posts um, what it started to look like. It kind of like looked blistery. It started to get a bit blistery um, around my breast. And after about 10 days, half of the mole just fell off, but there was still some there. And energetically within me, I intuitively felt like it hadn't 
all come out. Like there was still cancer within my body. So I waited a week and I also, um, those who have listened to my podcast and followed my stories know that I also use a lot of homeopathy. And so I started Googling what homeopathy helps to release anger because I knew that there was a lot of anger in my heart. And a few remedies popped up, but one in particular stood out for me and excuse my pronunciation because I'm not that great with a few homeopathy remedy names, but it was, it's said something like Staffy Sagria. Okay. <laughs> you can do your own Googling. Um, and interestingly enough, um, I already had it in hand because our firstborn son, Ollie, needed that remedy within the first year of his life. So I already had it in the cupboard. So it had been um, a week now after this first bit of the mole had fallen off, I decided I was going to reapply black salve on that particular mole and take a dose of this homeopathy remedy. And it was quite strong. I took a one, one million um, dose. So I did that, applied, took the dose. And again, within 24 hours, I took the Band-Aid off, wiped off the black salve. And this time the reaction looked juicy. It was quite red and I could see something juicy was happening. Within five days of doing that, I was at home with the kids and Chris was roaming around the house somewhere and I was having what you would say a particularly grumpy day. I was getting triggered by so much things that the kids were doing. I was snapping. I remember, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I just remember snapping and yelling at my son Ollie and him freaking out and just this like internal rage was within me and I sat down in the chair and I looked at Chris and I just said you need to take the kids I'm really grumpy and he's like why I was like I do not know but I just need a break you need to take them and later that night again at bedtime Chris did something and I lost my marbles and snapped at him again, which isn't for those who know me is not a part of my character at all. I'm not one to easily snap. I'm not one to easily get angry. I'm quite a particularly patient person. So it was really out of character for me. The next day I was having a play date with a girlfriend and um, decided to tell her that I had discovered I had cancer. And I told her the story of the last few weeks and what had happened. Um, She looked at me in shock and was like, Amy, like, I'm processing this right now. You just told me you have cancer and you're telling it to me in a way like you've just gone and found out that you have like a $10 voucher in your email inbox. Like it's like nothing. And I was like, oh yeah, I know. Like it, it is nothing to me. <laughs> it's exciting to me because I am releasing stored stuff within me, but it's nothing in terms of fear for me. And it was interesting to see her process that. 
and it was a reflect it was a reminder on me of the reflection that society has around cancer and our approach to cancer the energy around cancer right which i find interesting and i'll come back to you later um so as i was telling her this story of the last two weeks it dawned on me that yesterday i was releasing the anger that was in me and i got excited that that had happened. And so I said goodbye to her. We went on our day. The next day I woke up and Chris took the kids out to the markets for the morning and I was on my phone doing a social media scroll and saw a post of a girlfriend who I already knew was leaving Australia to move overseas but she posted up a video or a story or something of her on the plane, leaving Australia, and I burst into tears. Like, so much sadness had come up, and I knew what was happening at this point in time. Yes, I was sad that she was leaving Australia, but I knew that that was just the trigger to allow my sadness to now be released. So I literally sat down in our lounge and just let myself cry. I sat there ugly crying because I knew that this was my cancer wanting to release, the emotion within my cancer wanting to release. So I sat there crying, ugly crying in this chair. And Chris came home in a huff because something happened with the kids and then saw me and was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. It's just the cancer. The cancer's coming out. And he was like, oh, okay, okay. And he was patting me. He's like, you'll be okay. I was like, I know. I know I'll be okay. I just need to cry. And he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny now. Um, and so he gave me some space to continue crying. And we went on our day. Later that afternoon, we were in uh public park at a playground and our kids were playing with some other family kids that that we're all close with and the daughter of the other family was on FaceTime with her dad and he works away and so as he was saying goodbye to his daughter he said goodbye darling and his daughter was like goodbye dad I love you I burst into tears in in public in the playground again and Chris and my friend were looking at me like are you okay I was like yeah 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 it's just the cancer it's it's just coming out I just need to cry and Chris like gave me a cuddle and I just I just kept crying because I knew it needed to come out right I knew it needed to come out and then later that evening again um, Chris and I were getting ready for bed and again, it was like that last bit of sadness that just needed to come out and I just lay in bed, just crying. It was a gentle cry this time, just crying, knowing that I was crying the tears from the pain that I've he- was had held onto for the last five years And I woke up the next morning feeling so much lighter, so much lighter. And within 24 hours, the cancer fell out. I was in the shower 
and just noticed that it was gone. And my goodness, the release, the lightness, the baggage was gone. And it felt so good. You know, it saddens me that there is a lack of understanding in our society of how much our emotions are stored in our body. How much of our sicknesses are actually manifested from our emotions, are manifested from our stresses, our thoughts. And I and I know that if this can be taught, and I know that if people can really understand this and grasp this, this is going to change so much around our health systems, around cures for so much of what our society, our Western society is dealing with at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so connecting this with like, you know, homeopathy as well. Homeopathy deals with so much of the emotions and the energetics around what is stored in our body that enables us to also help release this. We are just so powerful. If we can understand that we manifest and create sicknesses in our bodies so easily, we are able to understand how powerful we are in also being able to release them. You know, I have so many spiritual teachers around me that don't get sick because they know how to release their emotions. It's that simple. And it saddens me that so much of our society sits in fear. Fear of pandemics, fear of losing freedom, fear of change, fear of death, fear of not finding love, fear of like everything. There are just so many fears, social fears that we are walking around with that is actually preventing us in achieving the things we want, which is actually the things we're fearful of. It's so crazy, right? And fear primarily stops us from living. It stops us from living a full life. And the number one gift you have that was given to you when you were born was life, was to experience life. And yet so many of us aren't experiencing it because we're so afraid of the uncertainties. We're so afraid of what might happen that is negative. And yet developing an understanding of how powerful we actually are in navigating, in being able to navigate challenges, in being able to navigate negative circumstances, being able to navigate adversity, having an understanding of how actually powerful you are, you actually have the potential to navigate so many of those challenges. It's just that so many of us are fearful to step into them and to be tested by them that we don't actually even get to experience our potential power. We are being programmed to have so many social fears and it saddens me. 
that so many of us do not want to step out and live. I'm raising kids who have the courage to live, who have the courage to speak up, who have the courage to face adversity, who have the courage to chase their dreams because that is what living is about. And so I've actually created a 30-day challenge which is called the Fear to Flow 30-Day Challenge, which is all about how to gently overcome your fears and step into a state of flow. And I love it. It was so divinely created. I've spent the last years unpacking, understanding, releasing, letting go of my fears. And I think I've done an incredible job in releasing the majority of them. I have a little still there, but the majority of them. So that I'm no longer getting triggered by the little things in life. I'm no longer feeling afraid by my mistakes and my failures. I'm no longer feeling afraid by the unknown. I am no longer feel afraid when I'm in a situation of adversity. And I would love to pass that gift on to so many others, that awareness, that understanding. And so that's why I created the 30-Day Fear to Flow Challenge. So I will share it in my show notes below. And you can also find it on my website and probably on my social media soon. And my hope for you all is to really develop an understanding, an appreciation for your emotions and your fears. They're pieces of information for you to be able to dissect. If you take the brave step towards understanding your fears and having compassion for your fears, it opens the door for so many incredible possibilities. Because when we have an understanding and compassion for our fears, we're able to release them. And once we release them, on the other side is a life of ease, is a life of joy, is a life of peace and calmness. It's a life worth freaking living. And so my hope is that you can find that path too. Thank you for listening. And so I'm going to add a disclaimer in here that if you were to search Black Salve on the internet, you'll notice that there are some controversial things shared about it and that you can't actually purchase it anywhere in Australia unless you are uh, looking in the black market. (laughs) If you are wanting to learn more about it and find it, there are some Black Salve Facebook groups And there are also um, some places in the US and overseas where you can purchase Black Salve. Do your own research and find out if it's right for you.